0: Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Osha. Let's start episode 219 of Ask Vidas and OSHA podcast. This question was sent by Russell and he writes: Greetings Vidas. I found your course while searching for guidance as how to educate myself in music theory. I have a piano and an old Hammond organ, but uh, I am not a musician. I read music but only with difficulty. I desire to learn music theory because I do not understand many things about music. Most importantly, would a given piece of music have the same feel if transposed to a different key? For example, why did Bach choose D minor for the Toccata and Fugue BWV565? and C minor for the Posakalian and few BWV582, would music written all in the same key be boring or tiresome? Or does the key, other than major or minor, enhance the effect of a particular piece of music? It seems to me that, for me, a good starting point would be to practice and memorize scales and chords. I love classical organ, but I wonder how an organist manages to keep track of multiple voices such as in a fugue. I wonder whether some brains are wired with this capability and others are incapable of playing polyphonic music. By the way, are organists typically ambidextrous? At age 70 I do not expect ever to become proficient on the organ, but I do find your instruction enlightening and welcome. Russell um, Osha, this is a nice account of uh, Russell's experience um, because at this age when he is 70 years old and still is interested in music theory, it's it's a great gift
1: yes, you know, and I appreciate this question because some even professional musicians we, you know, play for like 20 30 years and we never never reach themselves similar questions so this is I think a very nice example of how, how 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 people can you know think
0: obviously if pieces are written in different keys there is a reason for that
1: sure and just like a couple days ago with us and I gave a lecture at our school of Art about uh, temperations historical temperaments, temperaments yes historical temperaments. And that's why I think originally composition, musical compositions were written in different keys. So because each key had a different meaning, because each key sounded different at that time. Be- because before the, the beginning of 20th century, Know the A of the first octave wasn't tuned in 440 Hz, and it could be higher, it could be lower, and the half steps wouldn't be equal. And we have many, many historical temperaments. And in Bach time, for example, there were like Kirnberger two, Kirnberger three and Werkmeister, and Rameau, and all those several temperament systems. So, and it makes sense why, you know, Bach wrote his compositions in different keys, because each of his keys had its own unique character.
0: And symbolism, too.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: So the difference between D minor and C minor was very apparent in those days, not so much in our time if you play on a modern tuned instrument.
1: True because D minor was more you know more common key at that time and it sounded more like a regular you know D minor key, especially because uh, most of baroque music still had like D minor uh, sort of Dorian, Dorian feeling mm-hmm. It often had you know, Raised 6 Scale degree Not B flat but B natural As in the Dorian mode mm-hmm. But for example C minor It has more accidental So it sounded more dramatic
0: Yes, the more accidental you have the, the more colorful The sound Sometimes dramatic If it's a minor key And sometimes um, I think more, more joyful if it's a major key.
1: True. Like, for example, E-flat major, that's a very, very joyful character.
0: Or A-major.
1: Yes. A-major was suited more for, like, pastoral scenes.
0: hmm
1: And E-flat major was considered because it has, look, like it had three free Accidental, since it was, you know, connected with the Holy Trinity. So this is the whole, you know, different world beneath those keys.
0: Uh, it's it's connected with musical rhetoric and uh, musical affects, theory. Um, so uh, Russell is of course on track here, thinking that that it shouldn't sound the same when transposed to a different key. Uh, And he wants, of course, to learn more about music theory. And uh, Russell suggests he would practice memorizing scales and chords. That's one of the first, probably, steps, also, right?
1: Yes, I think it would be helpful.
0: Not only it will improve his own technique, but... um, his own knowledge of other keys and system of circle of fifths things like that will help him understand how pieces are put together Uh, he should not stop here though, even if it's um, a slow practice but I think in, in not too distant future he will be able to expand his knowledge into, let's say, cadences Mm, modulations.
1: That's right.
0: Things like that. Um, um, and then the last part of his question is really intriguing. Uh, Russell asks whether some brains are wired for uh, understanding and playing polyphonic music, and others not. <laughs>
1: I think maybe for some people it's easier than for others, but I think for everybody it's quite hard and it needs some special training and it needs time.
0: But for some people it's easier than for others. That's you, true. Who can, who can coordinate and do two thing, things at once?
1: Well, and he asked about, you know, if the organists are typically ambidextrous. That's a very nice question. Actually, about that, that people can be ambidextrous, I found out myself maybe ten years ago. Only before that, I thought that we all are either right-handed or left-handed. But you know, I am right-handed, and so is Vidas.
0: I'm even uh, right-footed.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, for myself, yes, I'm right-handed. But since, you know, I play starting from the age of five, in time, over the years, you know, I think I improved my left hand enough. Mm -hmm. For example, in the summertime, sometimes I go, you know, to the forest to pick up some berries. For example, lingon berries or blueberries. And I can do that equally well with both hands. And like other... Members of my family, you know, are wondering how I can do that so well. And we, I think it's part because, you know, I play the instruments all my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Organ, piano, so.
0: Uh, I also eat uh, berries with both my hands.
1: <laughs> but I'm telling you about picking them.
0: Oh, no. it's um, I prefer eating to picking
1: I know that. So that's why I have to pick, pick berries with my both hands so you could have you know, plenty of them to eat.
0: Yes, big uh, stomach. And then, of course, uh, we have to think about uh, if, if some people develop this ability faster than others, what about Osha, your parents? Can they use both hands equally well or not? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Probably not
0: Not so much
1: Not so much, yes And I think it's important Because I know that one part of the brain Is responsible for like math and science And another one is more like Responsible for like arts Mm -hmm. And probably languages
0: Creative stuff
1: Yes So And it's important that you know if you are right-handed, that, you know, you would work more on your left side of the brain. And vice versa, so...
0: To compensate. Yes. Mm.
1: So, I think for right-handed, it's a good way to probably learn arts.
0: But actually, Osha, Osha, you're sort of... Um, you have to add, because uh, it's, it's mixed... Um, Connection right side of the brain controls left uh, side of the body. Yes. Mostly um, in motoric skills. And vice versa. Right side of the brain controls left uh, hand, for example, more. Uh, So what does it mean? I think you have to do both things at, at the same time sometimes improve both hands um, to coordinate both, both both hands it's it's wise to develop these skills especially in organ music because we have so many melodies moving independently at the same time
1: that's true and that's I think it's so you know, well to play the organ it's so beneficial to play the organ because it, you know, it, it keeps your brain in a good shape.
0: Yes, and if Russell is 70 years old, he will find out for himself very soon that practicing actually organ music and analyzing organ music is even better than solving sudoku puzzles or crosswords from, from developing, I don't know, Um, Alzheimer's, um, prevent such uh, diseases too. Uh, To it's like always uh, engaging your brain, always exercising your brain when you play the organ. True. Wonderful. Thank you guys for uh, listening to us and uh, for applying our tips in your practice. We hope uh, this has been helpful to you. And we also hope to receive more of your questions uh, to help you grow further. This was Vidas. And Usha. And remember, when you practice and share your art,
1: miracles happen.